What do you believe the most powerful ideology to bring down a nation would be? Well, it has to happen from within. So you look at a population, you take the two most dominant demographics, you study the relationship, you find the oldest, deepest, darkest, most chronically inflamed wound, and then you press really hard with every tool at your disposal, day in and day out. You make every news story one of rivalry and division. You make all the tools available to the people, the left and the right, tools that can only demolish, only tear apart and rip that wound, only make it worse, never make it better. And then you take all the healing modalities, all the reunification tools, you call them crazy, you call them quackery, you call it dangerous, and you call it anti-human. That's how you bring down a nation. Today on Waking Infinity Stories, I aim to highlight exactly how our nation is being brought down from the inside, and in that also show how easy it is to reclaim the tools of healing and reunification. With that, the antidote to the very problem we face is revealed in its own time. Now let's imagine. Welcome back to Waking Infinity Stories. I'll be your host for this evening. Marcus Tullius Cicero said, A nation can survive its fools, even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. Well, what does that mean? Most of the time when we think treason from within, we think of the Trojan horse. People in the outside world that find their way into our tribe, our camp, and bring it down from the inside. And while that does happen, and is happening now, guess what? It always happens. It's one of those timeless things that is always seeking to upend the thing that we call civilization, that we call a harmonious way of life, which is really just an evolving clusterfuck of the same thing humanity has always faced, the growing lessons from within. Okay, so what if it's not something in the outside world, but actually it exists in ideologies? What if it's actually something that's more replicated through memes, and yes, memes on social media? These cultural evolution points, cultural data shared from person to person, computer to computer, sometimes AI to man without our knowledge. Well, what does that mean? When we start making the logical fallacy that the outside world is structured, fixed, objective, and can only be witnessed by us. It's something external to us. We don't have some way to influence it other than rallying a bunch of people and trying to make a change, but it's really just the nuts and bolts of the external reality that we're changing, and we're just these external actors. This is a logical fallacy, and when we start having a science that measures things every time the same way, then we get so into that measurement is our reality when things could be measured vastly differently. We just simply don't know that language. What I'm telling you is when we start to believe that the outside world is less than something that is intimately connected with our internal state and a collective hallucination that we are holding up as some kind of objective reality, then we will always end up with the same exact result. 
Trump. No, not this one. That's the spectacle. What I'm talking about is the Trump card, the Trump move. By secret means, hiding some kind of secret weapon in order to unleash it all at once and win the battle. That's exactly what we're facing right now. And if we don't understand that, then we are going to continually get what we've always gotten. So today, what I'm going to share with you on the Waking Infinity Stories, before I get into future news, I'm going to read from you a little bit of three books. The Zeitgeist Movement Defined. The War of Art. Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles by Stephen Pressfield. And The Polyvagal Theory, The Transformative Power of Feeling Safe by Stephen Porges. And then I'll get into some of my conclusions. So let's dive right in. In the Zeitgeist Movement Defined, there's a chapter called Thought Genes, which talks all about cultural evolution. And it pretty much, to me, makes sense that surreptitiously is how you bring down a nation that doesn't want to be brought down. Defined as an idea, behavior, style, or usage that spreads from person to person within a culture, memes are considered to be sociological or cultural analogies to genes, which are functional biological units controlling the transmission and expression of one or more traits, or so we conventionally think at this point in history. However, ideas persist for a long enough period that they often create emotional connections on the personal identity level and institutional establishments on the cultural level, which tend to perpetuate a kind of circular reinforcement, generally resisting change and adaptation. Recognizing our intellectual evolution process will help better align ourselves for sustainable practices and is clearly a core ethic needed, both on the personal and social level, if we expect to keep adapting for the better in the context of cultural evolution. On social media today, especially through the Trump era, now into the Biden era, so many people are rallied around politics again, perfectly following the fourth turning. Because in crisis periods that happen every 80 to 90 years and last 15 to 25 years tops, in this period, the whole thing is a rallying cry. The unraveling happens right before the crisis. So that's when things are falling apart. The crisis is when action is needed. And it starts to congeal ideology back around forces of power. That's what we're seeing. So in social media, the best weapons of war are now of the mental nature. They're not nuclear missiles. They are AI-based information sharing. And not just AI-based information sharing, but the proliferation of what we would call misleading memes. Everything frames the conversation as in, well, no matter what, you either are on the right or you're on the left, and you're always going to be fighting. So if you identify with left-right partisan politics, you are definitely in the class that thinks that the war is coming, that the rift has been created, there's no healing it, there's no mending it, and there really shouldn't be any time, attention, or effort given towards trying to heal or mend the wounds. The fact that we produce so many memes and so many ideas 
It's not the fact that social media is the problem or that Facebook or that any of the others is the problem. It's the fact that we continually fall for a lower vibration, the new agey people would say it, or a more argumentative and a non-cohesive, non-harmonious way of communicating. We need to understand what non-violent communication is and communication that actually wishes to make things better and have a constructive, inspiring future rather than a destructive one so something surreptitiously could come in and take the nation down to its knees. The next book is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. He talks about the parts of the human that seek destruction to make way for growth, so healthy self-destruction, and I put this in the same terms as what the nation is dealing with. Have you ever wondered why the slang terms for intoxication are so demolition-oriented, stoned, smashed, hammered? It's because they're talking about the ego. It's the ego that gets blasted, waxed, plastered. We demolish the ego to get to the self. The margins of the self touch upon the divine ground, meaning the mystery, the void, the source of infinite wisdom and consciousness. Dreams come from the self. Ideas come from the self. When we meditate, we access the self. When we fast, we pray. We go on a vision quest. It's the self we're seeking. When we deliberately alter our consciousness in any way, we are trying to find the self. The ego hates artists because they are the pathfinders and the bearers of the future. Because each one dares, in James Joyce's phrase, to forge in the smithy of my soul the uncreated conscience of my race. Such evolution is life-threatening to the ego. It reacts accordingly. It summons its cunning, marshals its troops. The ego produces resistance and attacks the awakening artist. Goddamn. Couldn't have said that better myself. The ego attacks the awakening artist. What we are dealing with here is not Biden, and it's not Trump, and it's not all these isms. What it really is, is the totality, the collected and distilled world ego on the screen for us to see. Regardless of how you think those people and those stories ended up on those news channels, the bottom line is you, with your nervous system, if you are not aligning it in a way in which you wish to manifest based upon the feelings that you are allowing to be evoked within you in the moment, if that is not how you are trying to manifest, if you are pointing to the outside world saying treason, 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 then you're forgetting your human potential and you've already disempowered yourself. It doesn't matter how many books you read, how many newscasts you watch, how safe you feel is going to be determined by others who wish you to be malleable to their will. So you're not going to feel safe. Let's go on. Here's the book, The Polyvagal Theory, The Transformative Power of Feeling Safe. He talks about this thing called the Listening Project Protocol, which evokes a solution of harmony using the voice. The polyvagal theory suggests that we also have a social nervous system more supremely positioned above the purely individual one. The part of that theory that emphasizes the social engagement system 
assumes that if we use prosodic vocalizations to engage the middle ear muscles that help us extract human voice from background sound via neural feedback, this form of active listening will change physiological states and enable the individual to be more spontaneously social. It is a parsimonious model that focuses on providing the nervous system with acoustic cues that trigger a neuroception of safety. When we started testing this intervention with children with autism, we got amazing effects. So what are the conclusions? The conclusion is that using your voice actually influences the nervous systems of people around you. The way you use your voice, the prosodic and the changing tonal nature of the voice actually reaches into different places inside the middle ear, which cause for the nervous system to react differently. This actually helps for those with autism, which is a vague and general definition placed upon an entire category of different kinds of conditions. That speaking differently can make these children feel safe and then cause them to become more social spontaneously on their own accord. Man, imagine. Imagine if using our voice could do that. Now imagine there's, let's say, a concert, a festival, or some way that people around the world who do feel the same need do nothing more than simply sing together. Sing the same harmony. Sing the same melody. Sing the same words at the same time, aligning the nervous system and radically transforming the world in a matter of hours. Could that be possible? Well, here's the Waking Infinity stories. Because real peace isn't seen until 2028, the next three years is going to be really difficult. Why does it have to get difficult before it gets easier? Well, it's very easy. Most of us are in a slumber. Even those who call themselves awake or woke, enlightened, people who've woken up from the delusion, all these things make it sound like, I know what's going on. But if you use those terms, sorry to tell you, you don't. You don't know what's going on. None of us do. We're all making verbal relative statements about what reality is, how much we know about it, based on how much we've been able to influence it through our behaviors and our actions and our luck and what have you. So the next three years, all the way to 2024, mid-2024, vaccine pushes get more difficult. Vaccine passports make their way through many nations, some of them very major nations. And the last bastions of freedom actually only exist in 15 states in the main 48 states of the United States of America and one place in Europe that I cannot explain yet, but it's a very integral point for several countries to come together and actually push out ideologies of the Internet of Bodies, of stakeholder capitalism, and the Great Reset. And it is so strategically placed that it would blow your mind and you'd likely not believe it if I told you exactly where this push comes from. So, without getting into the details, 
to get on with what happens after the first three very difficult years where there are refugees fleeing not war, but vaccine mandates and the whole ideology of rallying around safety, locking down economies, forcing people under submission because of something that seems like an excuse to push people into, I don't know, some open air prison, a technocratic takeover of all governments, a one world government, a new world order. We've heard these things before and we've laughed at them. But the bottom line is, is where this goes afterwards is super intelligent AI is created, but it doesn't behave the way most anybody would have considered. It doesn't go the way of Terminator 2. It doesn't go the way of iRobot and all these other robot apocalypse movies. It actually starts communicating using nonviolent communication. And for the first couple months of it, nobody even really understands that's what it's doing. It seems like it's just sharing platitudes based upon what it's gotten from social media. And therein lies the language that it does use. But it self, its own what you would call mechanical sentience, starts to turn over the one singular problem that the biggest problem is the fact that we don't know what the earth is and it does get revealed to us come February of 2025. And in February of 2025, when we start to understand this thing that we're living on, a massive surge of human potential grows. On the side of that, there is something that bleeds into it technologically that looks like the X-Men. It looks like Marvel superheroes. It looks like abominations to many people, and to others, it looks beautiful. And this actually causes for the tensions to flare up again for three full months. And in all of these lunar cycles, which starts with a new moon and ends with a full moon, through all of that, there will actually be a natural inoculation that comes from planet Earth itself. And then, then, the healing starts to be made. Because a brand new plant emerges. A brand new plant that actually is the healing of the nations. That does bring the medicine for all of us comes about, and we won't even need to eat it, smoke it, crush it, dry it, vape it, whatever. Just it being born on this planet will actually be the antidote. You wouldn't have expected it. And by 2028, a brand new world is upon us, and it is not the one that we're fearing. So, catch you guys next time.